Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 73 of the MR Running Pains podcast. My name is Aaron Saft, and today I am going to get into what's going on and what I'm planning for Hard Rock. Um, so um, I guess it's best to start with uh, how, uh, how this all started for me. Um, I ever, <laughs> never planned on doing um, a 100-mile race. That was um, not in the cards. I didn't think I would um, get to that distance. Um, I started doing ultras um, in 2008. I did my first 50K, um, and I really didn't do anything longer until 2014 when I did my first 50-miler. Um you know, I, I knew there were obviously longer races out there. I'd helped out with them. I'd paced at them, been a part of it, but I never really, um, never really thought I would go much longer <laughs> to be honest. Um, until I saw, uh, the B series in Virginia and knew that I wanted to, uh, to try to finish that series, which of course meant running uh, 100 mile race. And for those that are not familiar with the B series, um, Clark Zeeland and David Horton, Dr. David Horton, um, have six races throughout the year, um, between, um, their respective, uh, event management companies. Um, the six races being promised land, uh, 50k, um, holiday Lake 50k and, uh, Terrapin mountain 50k. And then in the fall, you run the Mountain Masochist 50-miler, Grindstone 100-miler, and Hellgate 100K+. Plus. Um, that's the, the series itself. So um, the, the trophy was uh, something that, that lured me. <laughs> I was uh, pretty excited about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was just getting into knowing what these longer distances entailed. Um, honestly, uh, finishing the series was the goal. Um, you know, getting a qualifier for Western States and hard rock was, um, was secondary. Um, and not even actually, I couldn't even say secondary. It wasn't even actually a thought in my head of, uh, of running another hundred miler. Um, but as I learned more about hard rock, um, and, uh, the history behind, uh, hard rock and Western States, um, it, it began, you know, began to form a new idea in my head. And, uh, you know, I, I started to want to, um, you know, be able to continue to put in for the lottery and, and, uh, have a chance at, at running those two events. So 2016, uh, I finished the grindstone 100 miler, um, finished second place and, um, ended up winning the B series, um, which was awesome and got my trophy, <laughs> which I was very excited about. And, um, you know, from there, I continued to try to qualify for both Western and um, Hard Rock. So I stayed in the lottery starting in 2016 uh, to current. And um, in 2018, I ran um, the Bighorn 100 um, out in Wyoming. That was my qualifier. Uh, 2019, I ran uh, UTMB. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I actually got selected um, on the wait list, um, uh, before UTMB, um, I was selected after I had run the Chattanooga 100 the year before. 
um, which would have been 2018. Um, so anyhow, I would uh, say that, you know, I didn't even know that I got selected for the wait list. Somebody else had mentioned it after I ran Chattanooga. Um, Martin Sneakloth <laughs> had actually messaged me and said, hey, you got, you know, selected for the wait list. And I was 41st uh, at the time. So I, you know, uh, based on that, I didn't think I really had much of a chance to get in. Um, you know, flash, we fast forward to um, 2019 when... Hard Rock was uh, was canceled um, due to the avalanches, and then of course last year, 2020, the pandemic year, it didn't happen. So I continued to move up the wait list, um, and uh, we went into this year with um, Hard Rock pulling a few more of the Never Run um, um, entry, uh, you know, the lottery entry people um, off of that wait list and moved me up to I think 20. I remember 21st or somewhere thereabouts. And, um, uh, you know, somebody asked, you know, what's the chances of people coming off the, the never run wait list at this point? And, you know, we were told it's probably slim to none that many would be pulled, if any. And so, uh, you know, I guess with travel conditions and things the way they were, um, actually the wait list started to move, obviously, pretty quickly. And um, I didn't realize that. I got a message from Lee Connor saying, um, Aaron, you better be expecting a message. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I had moved up to like seventh or eighth on the wait list. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I might actually get into this. And, um, you know, it was uh, I'll talk about, you know, the the year in training and things I had done uh, here in a minute. But um when when I heard the news, I had just came off of uh, 80 miles of uh, Old Dominion uh, with the DNF, which you know I talked about in a previous podcast. But um, you, you know the uh, the message came across during a run. Uh, I got a uh, a Facebook instant message, um, and I you know flashed up on my phone out on a run, and uh, I looked and uh, it said Dale Garland, and uh, at first it didn't ring a bell, and then. Uh, and then it clicked who it was, and I looked and saw that you know I was, I, I needed to to give Dale a call because I had been you know brought off the wait list and was selected to run. Um, I can't tell you the excitement that I felt. Um, you know this uh, since 2016 has has grown into something that you know I've, I've wanted to to tackle uh, a challenge that I wanted to accept and and be a part of. Um, you know, fully acknowledging that people have been trying to get into this race for much longer than myself. So I can consider myself very blessed and fortunate to be able to do this. And I am taking it quite seriously as I will talk about in, uh, in training and such. Um, so I, I know for those that haven't got in, uh, you know, I know how fortunate I am and how grateful I am to be able to, uh, to be out there and, and running this. Um, so, um, you know, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I want to get there and, um, we, you know, we'll get into all that stuff here in a minute, but, um, I just hope that I can, I can, you know, move through this course and no matter what challenges I face, I can keep moving and, and move towards the finish line, but we'll talk about the game plan in a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I got in, you know, I, I had about, um, uh, less, well, a little bit more than four weeks. Uh, of a heads up to, to kind of get my training in <laughs> for hard rock. Um, 
which obviously is, is not ideal, but just having coming off a, an 80 mile effort with, with some good fitness. Um, you know, I, uh, I reached out to, uh, my friend and, and coach Pat Regan and was like, Hey, like, you know, I got in, you know, it's like, um, could use some guidance, uh, you know, some accountability. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's fine for, uh, for folks to coach themselves, but you know, um, it, it's also great to have somebody else looking over your shoulder and kind of, um, making suggestions and kind of, um, you know, guiding, um, so that you have one less thing on your plate sometimes and, you know, you can, you you know, communicate with others and if, you know, if, if you're not feeling good, at least they may tell you to, to back off a little bit. Whereas like I may just push through on my own. So, so yeah, I started working with Patrick Regan again. Um, and, um, we began to, to work on, uh, you know, getting some vertical gain in, um, both, uh, on the trail as well as on the treadmill. Um, Patrick likes to use, um, you know, the, uh, treadmill at incline, um, so we would do, you know, two miles of, uh, 15% grade at about four miles per hour, just kind of practicing power hiking. Um, I headed over and did a massive run with Alex Brown, um, on the quest for the crest course. Uh, those that know the quest for the crest course, the beginning goes up Woody's Ridge, which is, uh, about a 3000 foot climb and about two and a half miles. And then, um, it goes down Bolins, which is a little bit longer, but still 3000 feet of descent. But we started going up Bolins, so up 3000 and then down Woody's and then back up Woody's back down Bolins. And we did that twice. So we got 12,000 feet of gain in about 12, 28 miles, 12,000 feet of gain in 28 miles. So it was a great day out on my feet. Um, took us about uh, somewhere between eight and nine hours. Um, you, you can look on Strava and see all that stuff. Um, but then I came back the next day and went for a run with uh, Sam Reed, who's going to be one of my pacers and, and my friend Sheridan. Um, we did about 13 miles. And, you know, honestly, I didn't feel like I did anything the day before. I actually felt really good. Um, my quads were a little bit sore and a little bit tight. But, um, you know, I was honestly surprised by, by how good I felt. Um, and then the following weekend, uh, which was just this past weekend, I did another back-to-back effort. Um, I went uh, 19 miles with my friend Joe Quinlan. We um, ran, hiked up um, the shut-in trail, which I've talked about before. Um, but we also added on um, the, um, let's see, uh, grassy, um, grassy knob and cold knob. And then we summited Pisgah. Um, so, uh, we basically hiked all the climbs, uh, took us about four hours and 45 minutes to cover 19 miles and about just shy of 7,000 feet of gain. Um, and then I followed it up the next day with a solo run, um, kind of on the trails near my house. Uh, I did a, a 15 mile run with, uh, 5,000 feet of vert, uh, again, just kind of practicing hiking up the climbs. And, uh, you know, I've been still doing the treadmill hiking, uh, about two to three times a week, do a mile and a half to two miles. Sometimes we add it up to 20% grade just to, to mix it up a little bit. We've also, um, really been diligent about doing core and strength work. 
Um, Patrick has two different workouts. Um, one is uh, specifically core and, um, you know, some hip, um, strength and mobility. Uh, and the other one is a weighted vest routine, uh, in which you, you kind of focus on the whole body, um, and then an ankle weight routine. So, um, two different workouts. We do about four workouts a week. Uh, I've really noticed a difference. I think it, it really shows in, in recovery, how fast I'm recovering, um, I'm working a, a running camp this week and, uh, I was kind of showing the ca- the camper, some of the drills and, uh, got a little knot in my calf. That's the first time I've had anything like a really little niggle. Uh, it popped up one other time. I shouldn't say that one other time it popped up in training, but, uh, both times I've gone to, um, my friend Miriam Saloom, um, of the runner's mechanic, my physical therapist that's been on this podcast a number of times and, and she dry needled it. And it seems to just, uh, relax and loosen and, and go away. So, uh, but I just have to be diligent about, you know, making sure that it's, uh, stretched. I do a lot of calf raises just to kind of keep the calf strong, but, um, I land very, um, laterally on the outside of my foot. And I think that puts a lot of strain on the outside of my calf. And that's why that keeps surfacing. Um, but, um, we've done a few kind of lactate thresholds. So if you will, tempo pace, um, workouts, um, and those have gone extremely well. I felt really comfortable. Usually it takes me about a day to recover from it. Uh, the next day I'm kind of slow and lethargic, but, uh, usually I come around pretty quick and, um, uh, feel good during the workouts and I felt great during the long runs. Um, so that's a great sign. Um, we've been doing strides pretty religiously, um, anywhere between, you know, 25 to, uh, up to one minute actually, um, of just kind of striding, you know, a little faster pace, a little turnover, keep the legs going and, and, uh, uh, kind of work, the, work the system a little bit more, um, which has been great. Um, the, I think the combination has kind of kept me, uh, fluid and, and feeling good. Um, I, you know, I, I, I had a off day yesterday. I just did not feel great. So I just cut it short. Uh, we were supposed to do strides and I just didn't have it in me. My, my calf was kind of bugging me a little bit. So I cut the run short. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, we don't do often enough. I think we try to slug through it and just kind of make ourselves a little bit more fatigued. So I cut it short and just said, I'm going to save it for another day. Um, I still did a, a power hike yesterday, um, at incline. Uh, I was fine for that and did my core work, but the run itself, I just, I cut short and took it easy on myself. Cause I, like I said, just wasn't, wasn't having the day. Um, I still got about a little over 1200 feet in six miles. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't the day to push. So I took it easy. Um, so training has been going pretty well. I'm, I'm very pleased. Uh, I've gotten, uh, uh, right around just under a hundred miles, um, two weeks ago, um, with between running and, and power hiking. Um, last week I was, uh, just short of 90 miles. Um, I think it was like 89.66, um, last week, uh, between running and power hiking. So, I'm getting in good miles and I'm, I'm recovering well. I feel good. Um, you know, we started tapering this week. Um, mileage and time on my feet has definitely come down. Uh, and I'm feeling good. Um, like feeling strong. Uh, my, you know, I guess, uh, um, if I were to say my biggest concerns, uh, you know, one would be the altitude. Uh, we do go over handies, which is a 14,000 foot peak. Um, the altitude, you know, is always a concern for those of us that, um, aren't living at altitude. 
Um, you know, uh, I, I've only been, well, I've been up to 14,000 feet, but I've not, it wasn't, uh, I didn't run up there or, you know, I just, we took a cog train up Pikes Peak. <laughs> so, um, I've only had one experience at that high of an altitude. Um, so I don't know how my body will react. So that will be one of my biggest concerns. Um, but the, you know, kind of the, uh, the game plan really is just to, um, to hike, um, um, a majority of it. Uh, I read, um, Nick Curry, um, uh, his, uh, his race report. And, um, you know, he says he, he starts out walking, he walks the flats, uh, and he walks the uphills. So I am going to, um, you know, do something very similar. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to, you know, walk, run, uh, the flats, uh, and, and definitely hike the, uh, the climbs and then, you know, run the downhills best I can without, um, you know, destroying myself. <laughs> um, the run that we did, Alex and I did, um, on, uh, the crest trail, Bolins and Woody's, um, actually my legs felt really good on the descending. Uh, I was a little bit worried coming down the last time Bolins. It's just a long descent. I was really worried about how my quads would react, but they actually felt really good. And as I said, the next day they were a little sore, a little tight, but um, you know, it was a very positive sign, uh, to say the least that, uh, I was able to get through that workout and, and feel as good as I did. Um, so, um, that was definitely encouraging. Um, so, you know, but downhills are always just as UTMB was when I did UTMB, um, you know, the, the descent down, um, from, uh, uh, from, uh, Italy down to Switzerland, uh, long 13.1 mile descent that, that wrecked wreaked havoc on my body my quads just kind of imploded <laughs> and I really didn't have running legs after that so um I do want to be a little bit more conservative um I, I think other things that um have been playing on my mind are um fluids and food since I will be going much slower um I want to make sure that I am carrying enough capacity both of fluids uh, and calories uh, to sustain myself in between uh, aid stations. So, um, you know, uh, I'll talk about my gear more so here after uh, I talk about my concerns, but uh, the I'm going to carry a, um, a, a liter and a half um, bladder uh, as well as uh, um, a, a soft flask in between aid stations um, and uh, um yeah, just make sure I have enough fluids, uh, to, you know, to, to last me in between. I'm also going to bring a, a two liter bladder just in case I feel that, you know, a liter and a half just isn't cutting it. Um, so, um, you know, I definitely be relying on a lot more fluids, um, you know, and, and calories have been, I've been practicing, you know, my intake, um, my wife and I, uh, since uh, Old Dominion, um, you know, if you haven't listened to the Old Dominion report, you can go back and, and listen. I just didn't get enough in me, both fluids or calories. So this go around, we already started talking about um, real food that uh, that we're going to um, make and, and I'll take with me so that I have um, a lot more calories and such and plenty of options. Um, you know, I, I am suspecting this race is going to take me uh, you know, a good long bit, kind of like UTMB, um, just because of how slow it's, you know, it's going to take me to, uh, to do a lot of this. Um, so I want to be sure that I'm prepared on that front as well. So, um, yeah, altitude and just having enough fluid and calories to sustain me. Um, those are the two things, uh, obviously altitude, uh, I can't fly out there 
uh, just due to commitments and family and such, I can't fly out there too early. So I will only arrive, um, on Tuesday, uh, with a uh, race being on Friday. So I have, uh, a few days in, in Colorado. Um, you know, I've done this before where, you know, I fly into Colorado and usually by the weekend I'm doing, you know, I'm doing okay. I mean, it's, it's not fully acclimated obviously, but, um, you know, it's, it's just hard to know what the body's going to do at altitude. So, uh, that's my, my biggest concern. Whereas, you know, the fluids and food, um, those are a little bit more within my control. And so obviously we are making preparations for it. Um, she, she bought a jet boil, uh, like, um, almost like a broiler, um, for, uh, for cooking, uh, for father's day, (laughs) such an awesome father's day gift. Uh, she never listens to these episodes, but, but thank you, hon. That was, (laughs) that was such an awesome idea. So, um, she's really thinking on it. Um, I know, you know, she's, she's concerned she's coming. Um, so, you know, crew is going to be my wife, um, Sam Reed, who I mentioned earlier, really good friend, training partner. Um, he won the hellbender, uh, in 2019 and, uh, Sam has done, uh, numerous, um, hundred milers all over the place. So has a lot of experience, uh, really f- looking forward to having him out as pacer and crew member. Um, as well as my good friend, Morgan Elliott, who is out in Colorado and his girlfriend, uh, Mercedes, uh, they will both be coming out. Um, Morgan will be pacing and, uh, Mercedes will be crewing. So I'm really looking forward to having all of them out there. Uh, so I've got a great support network. Um, you know, and uh, just got to start getting everybody on the same page so they understand what, what the game plan is. And, uh, we can have pacers from 42 to the finish. Um, Handy's Peak, the 14,000 footer is early in the race. So I have to get through that without the pacer. Um, but you know, I get through that. I've gone through the highest point in the course. Um, I just have to keep moving forward. Uh, so we just need to do whatever it takes to, to keep me moving forward. Uh, so really excited, uh, for those folks to join me out there. Um, it's, I mean, you know, it's coming together. It's, it's amazing. You know, we're just about a week out, um, as this launches. So, um, <laughs> you know, final preparations and everything, it's, you know, total effect right now. Um, so far as gear goes, I've been, um, running on the new ultra lone peak five, um, really been enjoying that shoe. Um, also been using the new topo mountain racer too. Um, also again, really enjoying that. Um, my only concern with the, uh, the mountain racer is that it might be a little too luggy for the course. Um, I've been using the, um, black diamond, um, gators running gators, uh, which I've really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'm going to use those out there. Um, uh, exo skin socks. I'm using the exo toes. Um, the, uh, the crew, uh, the, you know, really almost up to the lower calf, uh, so, uh, that the gators don't rub, um, at any strange point, but, um, you know, the exo toes have been serving me really well. So, um, going with the exo skin socks, um, shorts, um, exo skin, I didn't know how great their, uh, their, I guess they call it their three quarter tight. Um, it's just above the knee, uh, uh, above the knee, not below in the knee. Um, it's a long short tight, I guess you could say. I did not realize how comfortable and breathable those were. Um, it, it really surprised me. Um, so I am going to use that as my base layer. And then, um, I've got uh, a pair of linerless, uh, rabbit shorts, um, that, uh, that I'm going to use. Uh, they're also a, a seven inch, um, and they have zip pockets and such. So, uh, plenty of storage. 
Um, shirts, um, I'm still going with the, uh, um, the Columbia shirt that, um, I've been wearing. It's got their Omni freeze technology. So it's, uh, it's a cooling. Um, they also have one that is uh, UV protectant, uh, which, you know, if it's super sunny, I may wear that as well. Um, I've got buff UV arm sleeves kind of protect me from the sun, uh, as well as my Solomon kind of desert uh, racer cap. It's got the, uh, the cape that covers the ears and the back of the neck. Um, I'm going to go with some gooder sunglasses if it's super sunny. Um, and, uh, I've got my, uh, my wife for our anniversary, got me, uh, a new Solomon advanced skin 12, um, pack. It's, uh, it's, uh, they're sulfur yellow, so it's bright, you know, so she can see me out there. Um, really, um, <laughs> love that pack. I use the, uh, the 12 in UTMB. So I have two packs that I can switch out between. Um, but, um, that's, that's the pack I'm going with, uh, and my, uh, uh black diamond distance Z carbon poles, uh, foldable collapsible. Uh, I'll be using those. I've been practicing with them. Uh, really enjoyed them. Use them at UTMB. Um, and, uh, black diamond also has, um, a trail running, like kind of, uh, cut off fingered glove. Uh, so I'll be using those with, with the poles. Um, Solomon also has a quiver that you can attach to their packs and throw your poles in. So I'll be throwing that on my packs so that if I'm not using my poles, I can store them. Um, that I've practiced with that is really handy. Really like that little device. Um, so that's been great. Uh, so far as lighting goes, uh, I will be using the ultra aspire. Um, I, I think it's the, uh, lumen, I can't remember if it's a Lumen 600 or 800, but uh, I'll be using that belt and um, my um, um, Petzl Actic Core headlamp. Um, I've got you know multiple batteries for that. Um, I tried using the new Swift, but I can't seem to get any kind of consistency out of it so far as the uh, duration of the uh, you know the the on it seems to shut off randomly at its own um so i i don't know what's going on with that but um i have not had much success with that headlamp so i'm going to stick with my actic core which has been my tried and true um other than that you know i've got tons of food that we're planning for um uh, in you know kind of my recap i'll go over what i ate and um what uh you know, what, what's been, uh, what worked. Um, you know, I usually, I've been practicing, <clears throat> I tried the new goo, um, liquid gels and they seem to be working pretty good. The lemonade flavor goes down pretty easily. Um, it's very viscous, so it just kind of, you can just drink it. Uh, so I've been using those, um, still use the Roctane, goo Roctane gels. Um, I like the, uh, vanilla orange and the lemonade flavors. Uh, so, uh, they have their BCAAs and, uh, amino acid chain in there. So I, I like those, uh, for, for glucose still use spring. I love the, uh, awesome sauce and Canterbury. So I've been using those, um, also mixed in some Huma, uh, the apple and the strawberry flavors have been doing me right. So using those as well. Um, and then, uh, I've got some, um, heavier calorie, um, springs as well. You know, the wolf pack has 300 calories. If I feel like I really need some, um, some big calories and such. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've got a, a slew of ideas for, for real food, um, kind of some, some wraps and stuff that we're going to do. So, um, you know, it's, we'll see how it all goes and I can't wait to, to share that. Um, you know, I, I'm just really going to try everything I can to, to get to that rock. Um, 
and kiss that rock. So excited for that, that journey. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing everything I can to make it happen. So, um, if you guys, uh, have any ideas or have read any good race reports, uh, that might, you know, provide some more insight. I'm definitely open to, uh, to hear those and read those. And I appreciate whatever, um, information and data I can get. So, uh, if you have any of those, send them on my way. Um, I'm, you know, just eager to get to the starting line. Um, you know, uh, so anyway, um, other than that, you know, things are going great. Um, the, uh, uh, the coaching world, um, have, have, um, I've kind of been in flux here. I've got a, a few runners that have, have, uh, ended their, their goal race and, and have, um, signed off for now. Um, so I've taken on a few new runners. So if you're interested in coaching, um, please let me know. Um, I am going forward solo, um, as, um, sole coach in the MR running pains. Um, yeah, that and I, um, agreed that it's, it's best if, uh, if he goes and does his, his own independently. Um, so, um, it, it's just me under the fold now. Um, coaching but um you know if uh if i don't feel like i'm the right fit i will uh, all you know always say well you know I, there's these potential fits as well so um but um yeah please reach out if you have questions or or want to talk about that um newsletter i hope to uh to be able to work on that and get that out um perhaps next week when i'm in colorado i'll have some free time that i can work on that so um newsletter will you know be coming out it is forthcoming so if you haven't subscribed you can go over to my website mrrunningpains.com and sign up um as always i want to thank uh patreon supporters uh, for helping me um you know it's it's great that i can continue to do this podcast to release the newsletter uh to do youtube uh, videos um and also i should thank um western states for um for uh, tweeting my uh, my YouTube video on how to make a uh, ice bandana with your buff, uh, it was pretty cool to see my video in the the Twitter feed for Western states. Um, so thank you. Um, so yeah, follow me on the social media channels, um, Strava. You know, as always, if you have questions about anything I'm doing uh, or questions about what you're doing, I want to talk about training, coaching, etc. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, love those conversations, um, and I sincerely appreciate you guys for listening, for supporting, uh, for sharing, uh, liking, reviewing. All that stuff really helps this podcast get out there. Um, I do um, continuing to to line up guests here. Um, so, you know, going forward, uh, I hope to have some, some more fun conversations that uh, hopefully we all can learn from uh, and continue to grow. So uh, for now, I'm going to sign off and say thank you for listening. Uh, I'll probably do one more check-in from Colorado in the next, uh, uh, next week's episode. Uh, but until then, keep running, my friends, and thanks for listening.
Can't give a shit. 